Good morning, Kesha. Good morning, Mark. Here we go. Uh, another week, another episode. Another week, another episode. But we are uh, we're on our second week of uh, reading The Obstacle is the Way. Yes. Which is, uh, for me, it seems like a very good book of the week because I'm caught up in some obstacles at my job, which um, not not personal obstacles, but mm-hmm. but the company is going through some obstacles, and uh, I keep this book in mind throughout my day. Yes. So um, hoping that uh, you know some some little whatever tidbits of uh, of information that uh, that Ryan Holiday puts out there are uh, are useful as I kind of work with a bunch of teams to overcome a bunch of obstacles that we are uh, that we are facing uh, in the immediacy right and and so as you think about that are some of those we you know as you're looking at the obstacles they're not they're moving right well yeah I, I mean at least for me and yeah. I will say that mon between since the beginning of the week it's gotten better in that <clears throat> I think not only how we respond as an organization and as a team, but um, I think panic has subsided. Mm -hmm. There still are some people who tend to work everything into a tizzy, if you will. Sure. But I think that uh, more people are um, staying calm and saying, okay, these are the tasks that we need to do to overcome this. And uh, you can see the difference from people who remain calm in in front of the obstacle, mm-hmm. those who get themselves completely worked up, you know, into a lather. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that because I just, um, as we're going through the book, and you know, I like to find things to share. Uh, it's there's this there's this part of the book. Let me see. And I I don't want to slaughter this word. I I think it's apathy, but it's it's apatheia. It's a Greek word, and it's the kind of calm equanimity that comes with the absence of irrational or extreme emotions, not the loss of feeling altogether, just the loss of the harmful, unhelpful kind. Don't let the negativity in. Don't let those emotions even get started. Just say, no, thank you. I, can af- I can't afford to panic. <laughs> and so it kind of like brings things um, really back to focus. I think in the midst of the obstacles or whatever it is that we're going through, uh, even if it's like a minute to just step away and come back, because there's something else that he put in here about this. He says, if an emotion can't change the condition or the situation you're dealing with, it is likely an unhelpful emotion or quite possibly a destructive one. So I, I, don't, I, I think I've said it with you before, but I'll say to, to, to different people when they're talking about whatever they're dealing with. And I was like, don't go look for em- the emotion that's not there. Because sometimes in a panic situation, we feel like, I need to be panicking because that makes me relevant, right? But if, you don't, if, you're, if you're not panicking, don't look for the emotion. You know, find the, find the, the way forward. Find your next best move. Um, 
which is also something that I say to myself when things are really trying and extremely difficult, I stop and I say, you know, God, what is my next best move? What is mm -hmm. my next best move? And, and that's, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, go ahead. I was done. Well, I think that feeling that way um, can make all the difference. Whether it's and, and and this can apply both in 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 the professional setting, but also you know inside yourself, right? Inside, uh, I mean, these personal obstacles that we face. Not mm -hmm. and, and even I say a professional obstacle can still be very personal. Um, sure, it's you in it. Sure, sometimes you feel. Sometimes it, I think people feel. Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Right? But right. it's that to me part that I think is the is the problematic. It's happening. It may not be happening. You happen to be in it, but it's happening regardless of you. Right, but remember what we, we learned something a couple of months ago. It's life isn't happening for you. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Sure. So take this so you can kind of mesh those two things together a little bit, right? Yes. So I think that is uh, that has um, part of the way that you know you, you look at, at at these situations and see what uh, you know how you how you how you go about it and find that find those opportunities inside something. I was just and looking, the, yeah, and the perspective. That's why I say that when you think about it, why instead of saying why is this happening to me, why is this happening for me? Because it's a perspective. When our when our perspective and our mind looks for the positive. It changes the potential outlook, if even if it brings an internal peace of mind, you know, yeah. just the shift. But go ahead. No, no, it made me think of the um, the um, uh, story, you know. And I like something I like about this book is how he tells these little anecdotes. These, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's really a collection of of little anecdotes strung together uh, in a in an orderly manner. So it makes it for a nice, easy read too. Um, but uh, the part about um, Thomas Alva Edison mm -hmm. and the and the fire, and uh, you know he couldn't have stopped the fire that that burned down you know part of part of part his of, yeah uh, his stuff. But what did he say? Uh, he said um, you know it's okay. Uh, we've just gotten you know they they just uh, got rid of a lot of rubbish. So you know <laughs> right. he 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 just said okay. So I lost all of this work. I lost all these important things. I lost all this, this stuff, but that's okay. Uh, I just got rid of rubbish. Exactly. Uh, you know, which is a very brilliant way to calm your mind where you might've been otherwise really upset. And then and they said that this is, uh, in th within three weeks, the factory was partially back up and running within, mm -hmm. within a month. It's men were turning, we're working two shifts a day, turning out new products. Mm -hmm. uh, despite a loss of almost $1 million, more than $23 million in today's dollars, yeah, Edison would marshal enough energy to make nearly $10 million in revenue that year, $200 million plus today. Mm -hmm. um, he not only suffered a spectacular disaster, but he recovered and replied to it spectacularly. Yeah. So, I, that's good. Yeah, and that's what he says, you know, I, I, that idea of how you respond in the moment or how you mentally respond, how you treat it. He could have, you know, he could have wept. He could have put his, his head between, you know, in, in, you know, between. Well, he could have, he could have been like, like some people do, like it's all over, you know, close it up and now 
we can't move forward. That's why it is perspective is, is chief among all things. Um, in in many situations and I you know some people are like you can't always see you know negative things happen it's not that negative things happen it's how you look at the negative that's happening it's where you find that place to be like yes that that was a negative thing the good in it is this it's training our minds to see that in this obstacle there's there's a way through this there's a way out of this there's a way around this there's a way above this and we've got to climb it roll it spin it <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I'll blow it up. <laughs> there's a way around it. I think, um, and even there's prudence in waiting for um, a, a response. So I think oftentimes, I mean, there may be, it may be necessary to make an immediate response, but still there's a time even in the immediacy to take 30 seconds, which actually can be a long time <laughs> when you think about it, <laughs> especially in the face of making a bad decision. Or an emotional one. Or an emotional one, right. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's very true. And that's why I think that's why the Stoics, you know, uh, always lead with this sense of being calm and, you know, uh, and being removed from the, from the emotions of the situation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I think that they were not emotional people. Sure. All people are emotional. They yeah. just understood that emotion was going was not going to further them in these mm -hmm. situations, mm -hmm. right? Right. Or it's and it's not and it is absolutely not an absence of feeling. It's that you've disciplined your feeling. Some things, you know, like I think about how you know I'll put a sports thing in there. Like when Kobe Bryant died, and a lot of the players were still they had games that day. And some of them were close friends. It wasn't they didn't feel the loss or that they weren't saddened or any of those things, but they just they they disciplined it for later. They they held they they disciplined that emotion for later. And oftentimes in the midst of crisis, we have to do the same thing. And then later, there have been many times I've had to deal with things and then go in a room and scream afterwards <laughs> because that was the time for me to be able to get my emotion out. Right then, my team was needing me to show up. Although that's not how I felt in that moment. I needed to, um, and so it wasn't the absence of the feeling at all. So I think that people are like, you know, that means that we take feeling away and that's not realistic. No, it just means that we discipline it. That's all. Um, you can still experience, I think I've referenced before on the show with my children, when I would have to talk to them or, or, or discipline them and they would be upset. Now, when I was a kid, my dad was like, my dad would be like, you don't need to be upset, but I am upset. I am upset. And so I would tell my kids, that's not right. There's a real emotion there. How you respond in that before me, though, you need to go figure out. So I would tell my children, listen, you're angry right now, and that's a real emotion. But you need to go to your room and work it out because you don't want to work it out in front of me. <laughs> you know, you might say something you don't want to say, and that will not end up well for you. So, <laughs> and so that's what I would do. Go to your room. That's a really most, you need to experience that. Um, and, and I, and it helped them. At least they said so. And how they handle certain things. Not always, but you know, they're, they're maturing in it. Yeah. No. Um, I also think that along that same sort of idea, uh, people, because we are emotional beings, people expect to see emotion from one another. They try to drive it fr from them, right? If um, if you're if you're not displaying 
a certain amount of of sadness or something or despair in the in the death of a loved one, then people will look at you like, "What's wrong with you?" Right. But, right. But who is it for them to say how you're how you're internalizing it or how you're feeling? Maybe you're just saying, "Look, I have to put it to the side because I have to care for my children or whatever the situation oh, I'm is." Right. I'm processing, right? But you know, goodness, if you if if you're not bawling over in tears, then someone then then someone else almost not calls you out on it. But you get my point. Like yeah. we have this very funny way of expecting that we are going to be able to understand someone else's emotions by how they display them. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I'm not sure that that helps us to have, I understand we're using, we're using all of our senses and I understand that what we see with our eyes are, is important to us, but perhaps we need to do that less. Um, there was the debate this week and, um, there's an awful lot of people out there, both sides of the aisle. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm trying not to be political in, in the, in the discussion, but talking about what they, um, you know, what they were witnessing, watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. And I sure enough watched part of it on TV, but the first, um, say it was an hour and a half, right? So about the first 30 minutes of it, I, um, actually listened to it on the radio. So I was out and about. It's interesting. Do that. Listen to a debate on the radio, right? It's like they always said about 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 the Kennedy <laughs> Nixon debate, right? That oh, if you watched on TV, Kennedy won it, but if you listen to it on the radio, Nixon won it. Yeah. In this one, um, <laughs> listening to listening to to two old guys scream at each other and a third guy try to calm them down on the radio. <laughs> I could only imagine. Was very very different than what. Than, than sort of seeing it on the screen. Because again, we use our eyes, we see this thing, but when we don't see that, other it, senses- it, it was more painful than it was actually watching it. <laughs> yeah, to some extent, but other but other senses take over too, right? Yes, uh, and, right, because, uh, go ahead. No, yeah, and so you, so it's a, so you have a different, you have a different feeling about what you're, about what you're witnessing. Yes, because if somebody were to watch us right now on Zoom recording this, they'd have a different sense of probably how they're listening to it. <laughs> That that could very well be. But you're right. So I uh, because it, because the visual adds another layer of um, a sense, right? As as another layer of elements, you know, two D, three D, four D, whatever. You're able to experience it differently. Uh, however, I, I I don't know that I would want to experience this week's uh, debate via via radio and not be able to see the the gestures of trying to of, of them trying to be corralled back to um <laughs> their senses it was interesting i watched it with my daughter and uh and i i enjoy this is her first election no 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 it's not oh okay first presidential election yes it is okay. yes it is uh-huh thank you so to see her her responses, and I, I like watching like younger like j- younger generations. You know, I like to see how they take things in. And she was like, "Here she's vote having to vote and make a decision between these two. I'm not going to use any kind of bad words between these two men. I didn't say gentle. Um, 
<laughs> one might have been more than the other, but between these two men. And she said, she was like, where's the honor? And I was like, wow, that's deep. Do you know what I mean? It's one thing because it doesn't matter whether you disagree or not. And I, I have to commend Joe Biden for at least in moments wanting to bring the focus back, you know, bringing the focus back to what we're, what we're talking about. Because I feel that Trump tends to live in emotion and he, like, he's, he could be a hype man. He likes to hype people up based on emotion and not so much on facts. And so it was interesting to see how that played out. But out of the whole thing, the nugget I got was hers. <laughs> 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 yeah I, I i would say again doesn't matter which side of um uh you're leaning towards or what have you uh, mm -hmm. those who are decided i don't think anyone's minds were changed those who are undecided sure. i don't think that that either one of them gave them a compelling reason to vote one way or the other necessarily. I really, I think it was just too much noise. And I, and, but if you think about the Stoics. The emotion, right? it was too much emotion. Yes. Yeah. How would they cut through that to get to, to, to get to the, to the, to the, the root of it a little bit. Right. Right. And even um, to moderate that and I, I'm sorry. If I had some popcorn, I would have. It would have almost been enjoyable in its unfolding for me. But, <laughs> but again, you're right. But going back to like the Stoics is, um, there the 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 it was the the emotions. There was no balance. There was no place of of guidance. And I think that's why having a moderator at least bring it back without that structure, it would have completely fallen apart. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that uh, I actually feel bad for Chris Wallace. I mean, that is a thankless job. It is, but let me just say again what, what I said: that without even that bit of structure, it would have completely fallen apart. Sure. <laughs> Although you don't know, does he? Why he must be thinking? Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> I'm 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 sure. Uh, and then again, I th you know when she said what she said. It's Who's she? One? Jasmine. I'm sorry, my daughter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because I kept going it was three men on the stage. I'm sorry. When, I'm sorry. Let me go. When, when she said that, because even I think oftentimes when I read this and I read about the Stokes or the obstacle is the way and the examples he gives, there has to be a place that we honor each other as people and as human beings, right? Our thoughts or whatever. And so when she said that, it, was, it, it covered many things. We had a moderator, Chris Wallace, who was not um, being honored in his role. We had two men who were not honoring the people of this country who were, you know, listening to the debate. And so it wasn't just about like, I'm honoring you because your position or honoring you because your role. There was no honor in how it unfolded regarding the respect of each of us or each of the people that were there. And, and, I, and I think oftentimes without that, that simple, um, quality or characteristic, many things unravel. Sure. No, that's absolutely true. And, you know, I do also think, um, I was very confused as to why is it, why is a talking point? And I know we're getting political, um, but I don't understand. I felt bad for a little bit for Joe Biden when 
he was emotional talking about his son, Bo, and Trump said, I don't know who Bo, I don't know Bo, and he said, you said something about, about Hunter, and then went on to, to, to basically say, well, you know, Hunter was kicked out of the, out of the military because of cocaine problem, so on and so forth. A, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. I'm not but, either. But, Nothing but, to do with anything. Right. But leaving that aside for a moment, um, leaving that part aside for a moment, there's no, you know, Biden's response was, yes, my son had a drug problem, but he's getting on top of it and he's dealing with it. And like many people, um, which I thought was a great response to that. But what I didn't, but still, I wasn't sure why the president wouldn't show some grace in that situation, right? Uh, why does why does somebody's personal um, demons or problems? It's not the it's not Joe Biden who had who clearly had a um, a, a drug problem. It's his son, right? Uh, and so, what is it the what is it the um, why can't we show some grace in those yeah. situations? You know, if, if he's getting on top of it. He's dealing with the problem. We should be applauding the man for 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 solving for this, right? As opposed to to uh, debasing him. He's not even on the stage for you know for having had the problem in the first place. Right, and he he did respond eloquently. And I I, I believe that you know the that old saying: those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and and that's where that's where grace comes in because we realize that we all have shortcomings and and how we overcome it. That should have never been brought up. And I even the fact that we're talking about, I think, serves probably what perhaps Trump's purpose was is to 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 take us away from the issues at hand, to take us away from the real issues that are happening in our country. And and to be real, Mark. Uh, Political things are part of our lives. And oftentimes when people are like, oh, let's not talk about it, it's political, but it affects us. You mean for us to take apart, so it would be like me taking apart the fact that I need to eat. Let's not talk about that. Because <laughs> it's, it's still a part of our lives. It is a discussion. I think what happens when people say that is because, again, the honor. We don't honor and respect someone's point of view without it being our own point of view. So we don't want to talk about it because we don't want the potential conflict that arises. But if a conflict arises amongst people who are having a discussion, then it needs to be said, listen, we can't continue further in this conversation because we are no longer at a place where we can discuss this without high emotion. Again, going back to the book about how we, because those conversations create obstacles as well, right? Obstacles potentially in relationships or how we continue forward or the things that we need to do. So I don't, I don't, you know, and you know me well enough. I don't believe in a lack of conflict. No. Um, I I, th <laughs> no. I think that conflict is healthy, and I think it. I think when done well, it creates a greater form of communication. Um, it is the emotions that arise from it, and you unable to see beyond that that causes the harm. So, um, it is a necessary conversation. Oh, that's fair, and, and it is a form of leadership, and so we talk about it from that perspective. I just didn't. I, I guess my my comment was simply, you know, this show and this conversation isn't a um, isn't a political debate. It is, but 
But when we're looking at individuals as leaders, mm-hmm. when we're talking about leadership, when we're talking about whether you lead a, a, a business, uh, a household, or anything else that you <laughs> lead yeah. yourself, and yeah. you know, for that matter, uh, like I said, I think the obstacles of the way uh, serves both in a in a in a sort of a business setting or or a team setting, but it also leads in an individual setting. I think yeah. there's a lot of lessons in there um, for the individual in yeah. how they live their life, regardless if they lead a team or not. Yeah. So yeah, we have obstacles within ourselves. They're called limiting beliefs. <laughs> sure. Well, yes, they are limiting beliefs. There are also, but there's even the obstacles that we face that, that, that uh, don't go there, but how that there are not necessarily a limiting belief, but affect us in the moment and how we respond in the moment and how we respond when attacked, how we respond, uh, you know, verbally attacked uh, or yes. physically attacked, how we respond to a variety of things is yes. forms our, our overall better life in the long run or worse life, depending on how you respond. Depending on how you respond, and that's why I say that that I believe that those thoughts and our responses to those things are part of our, when I say limiting beliefs, our belief systems, the things that limit us from moving forward or whatever it is that keep us stuck. So it could be an obstacle that, you know, I had a belief of being afraid of walking outside. It limited me from going outside. It was an obstacle, but if you don't overcome that, then it remains there. So any obstacle the obstacle becomes a way when we make a way through it, whatever it is that we overcome, whatever the thing that we're willing to deal with or not deal with. Well, and I think that's a little bit how one of the questions of how we deal with COVID, uh, uh, how we deal with COVID-19 is a bit along those same lines. We can all just stay at home with our doors locked and um, never go outside again. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's healthy, right? We could, but that's not dealing with it. Taking taking the obstacle, which is this is very real and it's in front of us, and then and then finding new solutions, right? And we're getting better at it. Um, you know, I work in an office with lots of people, and everyone wears their masks when they're in the hallways or when they're not just in their own offices. Mm-hmm. We find uh, we do temperature checks. You know, will that continue forever? I don't know. Uh, it seems to be working or at least um, keeping anyone from coming in who shouldn't be coming in. Um, And, you know, people are, for the most part, uh, being respectful of their fellow person and keeping distance when they they know they, you know, they're not feeling well or something else. But how that all, how that all transpires, how, how we deal with it in the totality of the situation, it is a, it is a great obstacle that we are all faced with and how we respond to it and turn it into the way. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's going to be breakthroughs in science. Maybe it's going to be restructuring how people work at their jobs and more people work from home or work remotely and upends uh, cities and upends um, businesses and communities and how they're formed. Um, There's opportunities in all of this. There are. So the obstacle, this obstacle has created um, a, a new way in which we interact with each other, the value of time with people, right? It has brought all of those things to the forefront. The people who own Zoom have absolutely found opportunity in the <laughs> obstacle. 
Yes. Yes. And there are many other things that have come about, different creative thought processes that are necessary. Um, Again, it's about perspective. It's how we see it. Somebody was like, you know, the sky is falling. The other person was, you know, the rest of us was like, no, it's not. You know, we're going to find a way around it. So it's perspective. It will, it will always come down to that. The obstacle is the way. See, Friday holiday. It rhymes. <laughs> I wonder if he even knows that we're talking about him for two for two weeks. Uh, um, going at it, but this book was this book was a great one for taking two weeks on because there was so many sort of nuggets and ideas, and they all come back to one principal concept. But he really found a lot of examples of uh, that I guess were uh, inspirational. It is. So there's this, you know, I know we're almost coming to an end here. And so there was something that I saw. I had to flip through it to find it. Um, let's see. So here he was talking about like the emotion of, of, of anxiety. It says it might be helpful to say that when the anxiety begins, I am not going to die from this. I'm not going to die from this. I'm not going to die from this. Um, but um, something that Marcus Aurelius had said, I guess, is, Part of what this is um, does what happened keep you from acting with justice generosity self-control sanity prudence honesty humility or straightforwardness those are good questions to ask yourself in the midst of many things I think absolutely it would, it would have been a good question for either of those candidates to ask themselves <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly and, and any of us, it, it gives us the place to be like, how am I? It's character. Ultimately, I think when there are obstacles, we find out about it ourselves. I used to say working in food service, I would, I would do different events. And I said, do you want to know if there's people who are selfish in your life? Go to a food event where you've got to wait in line to get to the, to like, you know, like say if it's a reception or um, whatever party, right? And I have seen people do things. I've seen people lie to get to the head of a food line. Food, food, you know, um, <laughs> there's, and with that there would be plenty of. So I used to say that if you want to know who somebody is, to take them to a food uh, alley. A buffet or something and see how they respond. Some party, some reception, go to a wedding reception, see, you know, even when, or a conference, and they're, they're going by tables and people are like, oh, how are they doing this? When are they going to get to our table? Oh my gosh, they're numbering from the, the front. They should have started with the back. Why? Because you're at the back table. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. You know, so you find out who's selfish and who really is generous, who's giving. And they'd be like, wow, I, I, I've learned something about you today. <laughs> I like it. Well, there you go. That's a great note to end uh, another 31-minute episode on is uh, next time. And actually, that's great because when we get together again, when we get to sit in these large <laughs> banquet halls of people, and the next time your table number doesn't get called up first, think about what Kisha just said. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Kisha. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye.